The following is a production of the PTB Soccer Podcast Network, the Parking the Bus Soccer Podcast Network. The views expressed on the show are those of the host and solely of the host. For more information, follow the PTB Soccer Network on Instagram at PTB Soccer. That's on Instagram at PTB Soccer. Enjoy the show. What's up, PTB Nation? Welcome to the debut episode of the PTB Match of the Week here on the PTB Soccer Podcast Network. This is Match of the Week brought to you by DGensUnited.com. DGens United, where DGens unite. All right, as you know by now, the Match of the Week this week is, of course, the FA Cup Final that was played this past Saturday, August the 1st at an empty Wembley Stadium between London rivals Arsenal and Chelsea. This is an interesting match of managers as well as we have a battle of two managers that are ex-players for the very clubs they are managing. That's right, Frank Lampard, the Chelsea legend in midfield, now manager, and another legend in his own right in midfield, Mikel Arteta. The former Everton and Arsenal uh, holding mid, the former number six. And both of these men well respected in the coaching world as well as uh, in the playing world. And this was a fantastic uh, final, I think. I think you couldn't have asked for better. um, You couldn't have asked for a more entertaining matchup as both teams have been playing some entertaining football as of late. Uh, Chelsea have been playing well. They had a small setback a couple weeks ago against Liverpool, but managed to get the three points against Wolves on the final day of the league to secure Champions League football next season, finishing fourth place, and that was their main objective. However, Arsenal, on the other hand, is out of Europe as we speak, or at the beginning of this match, Arsenal needing to win the FA Cup in order to book a ticket to the Europa League next year and guarantee European football at the Emirates. And that's just what they did. We're going to go right to the match. All right. It is Chelsea and Arsenal. And we're going to start with the 11 for Chelsea first. And in goal, Frank Lampard sticks again with Willy Caballero. And the Argentine was selected um, ahead of, of the much more uh, touted the much, much more expensive, much more um, profile, K- 
Kepa Ariza Balaga, but Lampard sticks with Willy Caballero, and he ha he is playing in a 3-4-3 across the back. Cesar Azilpuqueta, Kurt Zumba, and Antonio Rudiger. Four in midfield, Marcos Alonso, Mateo Kovacic, Jorginho, and Reese James, and three in the attack, Mason Mount, the Frenchman Olivier Giroud, and American Christian Pulisic makes the starting lineup for this one. For Arsenal, also in a 3-4-3, Emiliano Martinez is the goalkeeper. Rob Holding, David Luiz, and Kieran Tierney are the three across the back. While in midfield, it's Hector Ballerin, Daniel Caballos, Granit Xhaka, and Ainsley Maitland-Niels. And up front, the three, Nicola Pepe, Alexander Lacazette, and the formidable Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, the captain for Arsenal. And the match starts off with a PSA, actually. It starts off with a video on the screen um, from a campaign called the Heads Up Mental Health Awareness as they presented uh, a small presentation on mental health. Chelsea gets the match started with the kickoff. Both teams come out in the 4-4-3, as we said, and Arsenal turns the ball over early in the middle third on the fourth minute. Chelsea quickly on the counter, and it's Mason Mount running at pace, and he tries to pick out the top corner with a right-footed effort. However, it's bending, but he is denied by the fully outstretched Emiliano Martinez, or Martinez, if you want the, Brit the British pronunciation. Great stop by the Argentine goalkeeper, but in the fifth minute, they could not be stopped. Build up coming through Jorginho, and have a listen right here. So it's Christian Pulisic doing a great impersonation of his manager, Frank Lampard, in his heyday. That's right. Pulisic running at pace with the ball. Uh, plucks it out wide to Mason Mount, who tries to put it back in the area. Olivier Giroud tries to get a handle on it and gets a, enough of a touch on it to slow it down and to drop the ball right into the run of the late arriving Christian Pulisic. And the American has a clinical finish and becomes the first American to score a goal in an FA Cup final. And the, <laughs> the Hershey, Pennsylvania native sliding on both knees, excited. He has found his form this season as he has really emerged as the season went on here for Chelsea. And I, I admit I was one of those that was quite skeptical about this move for young Christian Pulisic. I thought he was in the perfect place at Dortmund, but he has more than adapted to his new surroundings in London, and he has thrived under Frank Lampard. A minute later, it's Pulisic again. 
And the American runs at pace, beats two players, gets the ball on his right foot at the edge of the area, fires on goal again. This time he is stopped by Emiliano Martinez, who parries it away and away from danger. Move forward, and we're in the 13th minute, and there had already been four shots on target in those four in those 13 minutes played. Three of them coming from Chelsea, including Pulisic's early goal. And Arsenal struggling, and they had not exactly started badly, but Chelsea were really fired up in the early going, and then... And then a little bit of a chink in their armor, if you will. It's the 14th minute, and it's Mateo Kovacic sliding to win the ball, but he only succeeds in catching Shaka. The Arsenal midfielder is in a fair bit of pain, but the referee, Anthony Taylor, shows only a yellow card, but it appears to be the correct call, and Kovacic goes in the book in the 14th minute. 17th minute, and it is uh, Kovacic... um, with a tackle again, and this time he catches Ceballos around 30 yards from goal, and the free kick is just about in in shooting range. Referee Taylor looks at Kovacic and reminds him he's already on a yellow card. Ceballos will take the free kick, and it is a solid effort from quite distance, but um, it's just not quite enough bend. The bend comes a little late, and the ball goes over the bar for a goal kick. Uh, 21st minute, excuse me, Maitland Niels giving a nod over Shaka today. He's played down the left and not for the first time. However, the left wing back loses control of the ball there and Chelsea managed to win a goal kick. In the 25th minute now, it is Chelsea, it is Arsenal, excuse me, on the buildup, moving the ball around, getting in the attacking third and then Pep curls, excuse me, not Pep, Pepe, Curls a first-time shot away from Willy Caballero from 27 yards. It's in the goal, but the flag had gone up a couple of seconds beforehand. Chelsea's players did not look as though they even had noticed, but Pepe's celebrations were cut short by the assistant referee. We move a minute forward, and it's the 26th minute, and it's Obama Yang running at pace down the left. And let's have a listen here and listen to the events as they transpired. Martinez picks out Tierney Arsenal. Go for that long ball down the left once again. This time, Aubameyang in behind Aspilicueta, who hauls him down. Anthony Taylor says penalty. And it will be a yellow card for the Chelsea captain. Another long ball forward, seeking out the pace of Aubameyang. Aspilicueta never looked comfortable. And the hand on the shoulder leads to an Arsenal penalty. And it's the captain, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Big moment in the final. And he makes no mistake. And Arsenal are level in a game in which they could have been swept away. Confident penalty for Aubameyang. And their semi-final hero strikes once again. 
So Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang continues to be the hero in this competition for Arsenal. First drawing the penalty against Cesar Azilpueta. And then stepping up to the mark and burying his left-footed penalty kick to the goalkeeper's left, to his right. And he sends... Willy Caballero the wrong way, and it is all a level at one. As El Puqueta will go in the referee's book for a yellow card on the play. As we move ahead, now 1-1, and in the 31st minute, it's David Luiz catching Giroud in the back with his elbow. VAR gives a quick look to see if there was any malice from the Arsenal center back, and it was decided that there was not. Play resumes, and Giroud is okay to continue. In the 33rd minute, however, Ezil Puqueta, will, who gave away the penalty, has pulled his hamstring in, uh, to compound his misery. It has not been his day, that's for sure. And this game became an incredibly stop and start. And it looks as though the substitution was going to be made. And it was, in fact, made in the 35th minute. Frank Lampard sends on Andreas Christensen for the injured Cesar Ezil Puqueta. He is the captain on the day, and he is off. And he hands the captain's armband to Jorginho. And Chelsea will now have to go on, having made a sub already and already losing their starting right back. And the gripping tie that could swing either way. Kovacic stands firm to hold off Arsenal's latest attack in the 38th minute. With the Gunners having plenty of joy with quick passes over the top. Arsenal starting to come alive. 41st minute and it's Pepe crossing from the right. Aubameyang heads it down. And Christensen does well to get to it ahead of Lacazette. It could have been a 2-1 to easily for the Gunners there. But... Christensen gets there first to break it up and to not allow Lacazette to put it in to the goal. And um, two minutes later, non-stop pressure from Arsenal now in the 43rd. Pepe again sends in another cross from the right. The flight of which um, Caballero will misjudge. Maitland Niels is unable to turn back to the ball and get it towards goal from the tight angle. And there... Their effort is not all for naught, however, as a corner is awarded. And Chelsea having all kinds of trouble just getting the ball under control. Lampard's men become desperate in need of that halftime whistle. They're waiting for it. Christensen catches Pepe just outside the penalty area. And Arsenal have another free kick right at the end of the half. And this time it's Lacassette rather than Sabajos. Taking the free kick from 25 yards, but it lacks any sort of precision. Precision, And it fizzles wide of the target with Willy Caballero watching it all the way. Five minutes of added time, but nothing else will go down in the, the first half. Other than a yellow card to Chelsea's Mason Mount in the 45th plus four. One minute later, referee Taylor blows for Halftime, and we will take a quick break here on the PTB Match of the Week. Presented by DGENS United, I am the Mr. Mike Agustinu. You can follow me on Twitter, or you can follow the Parking the Bus Network on Twitter at SoccerPTV on Instagram at PTB Soccer. All right, we'll be right back with the second half. And back to Wembley for the second half now of the match of the week here on the PTB Soccer Podcast Network. And it's presented to you, of course, by DGENSUnited.com. DGENSUnited, where DGENSUnite. 
both teams come out of the tunnel unchanged for the second half. However, three minutes into the half, it's the 48th minute, and it is Christian Pulisic again at pace, taking the ball into space, attacking into the attacking third. He gets himself at the edge of the penalty area, lines up to fire another left-footed shot on his preferred left foot. However, one step before he fires, his hamstring pops. You can literally see it in his face. The grimace starts one step before. He manages to still fire off a shot with the leg that with the where the hamstring went. And you can see he is injured. He is done. And Frank Lampard forced to go to the substitutes bench for the second time in the match. Forced to make yet another injury-related substitution. On comes Spaniard Pedro Rodriguez in place for the American Christian Pulisic. And like that, it looks like the Americans' season ends with him being carted out on a gurney. As um, he he has another injury to deal with. It has been an injury late in the year for the Pennsylvania native. And he had been Chelsea's star man in recent weeks. And he nearly scored, uh, you know, another cup final classic. If not for his own body giving way. But he's going to have to come off, and I don't expect them to hurry him back for the Champions League. And, and um, of course, they, they kick off this week as I have that in front of me. Uh, Chelsea will be facing Bayern Munich on the 8th in a couple of days, in five days, at the Allianz Arena in Munich. Chelsea are down 3-0 after losing the home leg by that scoreline to the German champions. It does not look like Chelsea are going to be advancing with next season so, so close around the corner. I expect Frank Lampard to roll out a second-choice squad at the Allianz and give some some important vital experience to some of his less utilized players so pedro is on and it's a huge blow for chelsea and chelsea had been the better side since the restart and in the 52nd it is pedro putting his fresh legs to good use as he's going down the left but credit to holding for sticking with his man and blocking the cross Mount's corner, Mount's succeeding corner, Mason Mount that is, is an easy one for Martinez to gather. And we move to the 59th minute and there's a note that Arsenal striker Pierre Emmerich Aubameyang is the fourth player to score in the semifinal and final of the same FA Cup campaign for the club uh, after Alan Sutherland, Frank Stapleton, New Englanders may remember Frank Stapleton, first coach of the New England Revolution. Someone, my friend and I, uh, were had a sign confiscated at the stadium saying to fire Stapleton, hire me. Even as a 12-year-old, I already wanted to be the manager. Uh, <laughs> uh, my friend took the sign. He, he, he hung it up high and the old Foxborough Stadium. Security wanted that sign. They didn't. They still don't like football fans with any kind of opinion. They want you to sit there, eat your popcorn, drink your Pepsi, and clap for the New England pollution. Uh, I digress. <laughs> Alexis Sanchez also in that club of players who scored in the semifinal and the final. 57th minute, and it is David Luiz not afraid of going long, knowing that Arsenal is most likely root knowing that it is Arsenal's most likely route on goal. It's a tactic that has worked well in the first half, but not so much in the second as uh, Chelsea have adjusted and 
on the ensuing build-up the other way. The Brazilian hacks down Olivier Giroud and gives away a free kick. But Mason Mount unable to bring down Jorginho's 30-yard cross inside the Arsenal box. Seconds later, Pepe plays La Cassette and he in turn helps helps it on to Obama Yang. But Obama Yang's shot is blocked by Christensen. The game starts picking up some speed. 64th minute, it's Kovacic again as he flicks the ball around the corner for Pedro, who delays on the shot, and then he elects to pass to James, who does not shoot, and he cannot find the target. I should say he does shoot, but he cannot find the target. It's a fair way off of target for the Gunners. But their moment would come. We're going to move ahead to the 67th minute. And it is Pepe combining with Obama Yang again. And have a listen right here. Firmly by Zuma. Bearing. Surging run from him. And he crunches into Christensen. Here is Pepe. Now Obama Yang. It's still Obama Yang. It's absolutely brilliant. burst it broke kindly for Pepe and from that moment it was all about Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang so it was Ballerine running at pace he was cut down by the Chelsea defender however referee Taylor waves play on gives advantage and it would be Pepe Nicola Pepe taking advantage as he would find the open Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang on the left and what a strike. He scores twice in the semifinal and now twice in the final. This is the best of the lot. The former Borussia Dortmund striker continues to shine in Queen Elizabeth's country. And for the North London side, Arsenal, as he has single-handedly carried them in this cup competition this year. And it was a nice pass from Pepe that... that, that Picked out Obama Yang and the striker dinks the ball over Willie Caballero. And it is two to one with just over 20 minutes to play. And excluding home games, this is a note here. So excluding home games, Arsenal striker Pierre Emerick Obama Yang is only the fifth player to score two or more goals in a match at Wembley in club football more than once. Listen to this esteemed group of legends. He joins Brian Robson, Ian Rush, Ian Wright, and Eric Cantona. In the 71st minute, Christensen is okay to continue following some treatment, having seemed to hurt himself on the play and on the goal, actually, when he fouled Bellerin, Bellerin, and in the build-up to that, in that build-up to the second goal, and the referee blows his whistle for the second cooling break of the match, and shortly thereafter, it's the 73rd minute. And it is Ceballos uh, who has the ball. And he will be cut down. That's right, he will be cut down. It is none other than Mateo Kovacic once again. It's a 50-50, but he is late. And 30 seconds after blowing the whistle and after holding his hand to his ear, 
Referee Taylor reaches to his pocket, shows Kovacic the second yellow, and Mateo Kovacic is off with 17 minutes left to play in the final. Yellow cards would come out to Shaka and to Antonio Rudiger in subsequent minutes. And now Frank Lampard has no choice but to go to his bench. And he makes a somewhat surprising um, decision as Mason Mount had been one of the more lively players for for the Blues. However, Lampard opts to go for Ross Barkley and Ross Barkley is on. Mason Mount is off. Also, it's a double sub it's a triple substitution actually. Remember the rules of five five substitutions is you can only do it during three stoppages. So, Frank Lampard sends on three new players. I'm not a fan of this tactic. I feel it changes too much of the team at once. Um, two is is much more manageable making a couple two-man substitutions. However, Lampard had no choice in the matter as he had to make two substitutions due to injuries already. So Callum Hudson-Odoi also enters and replaces Antonio Rudiger while Tammy Abraham is on for Olivier Giroud. We're 12 minutes from time. And in the 80th minute, we have to go to the VAR. That's right. We go to the VAR in the 80th minute as Martinez collects the ball long before Abraham can get to it. However, Chelsea players feel that the Arsenal goalkeeper was outside the box when handling it. But after a very brief VAR check, um, while the game is actually still being played, the VAR took a look. And it was decided that there was a no infringement. Mikel Arteta goes to the bench in the 82nd minute. And he makes his first change of the final with 8 minutes to go. And Nikita is brought on for La Cazette. And we get a, a note in the 83rd minute that Mateo Kovacic is the 6th player to be sent off in an FA Cup final. With the last two of them also being Chelsea players. They were... <laughs> it was... Oh, excuse me. It was Victor Moses versus Arsenal um, in 2017. It says here that the last. Okay, so it was Mateo Kovacic and Victor Moses are the last two to be sent off, both Chelsea players. And in the 84th, Arsenal winning a succession of corners, but Chelsea stand firm. Lampard's side have no rhythm to their game, however, and they are fast running out of time looking for an equalizer. 86th minute, and it's David Luiz going to the ground, holding his leg, eating up valuable time, valuable seconds. The second half has been bereft of any real clear-cut opportunities outside of Obama Yang's brilliant strike that separates the sides right now. But Arteta goes to the bench again as David Luiz is unable to continue after picking up this injury, possibly in his thigh, and it is Socrates, the Greek international, coming on for David Luiz. And there are just minutes to go. In the 89th, Barkley enters the referee's uh, book for a challenge on Nikita at full stretch. And it's turning out to be a very, very frustrating day for the Blues. And they're given about six minutes to save themselves here. And in the 90 plus one, it's Martinez, who is Arsenal's, who was Arsenal's third choice goalkeeper not so long ago. He gathers a corner before Alonso can turn it goalward. 
Time continues to tick. It ticks, and we get to 90 plus 6. And Arsenal are around a minute away from winning the FA Cup as Pedro claims he was fouled by Pepe 26 yards from goal. And it certainly looked that way, but referee Anthony Taylor waves away all appeals. In the 90th plus 13, we had an amazing amount of stoppage time here. In the 90th plus 13, Sahed Kola Sinach comes on for Kieran Tyranny. And it is a match that actually will break the FA Cup record um, for the longest FA Cup final with 15 minutes of stoppage time. And after 90 plus 15, referee Taylor finally blows his whistle three times for full time. Here is the sound from Wembley of the final whistle. Just leave us and catch her off the ball. But it's all over. And it's Arsenal's FA Cup. What a triumph for Mikel Arteta in his first season as manager. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang with both of the goals. And after a season in which Arsenal have encountered so many problems... It turns out to have a silver lining. Aubameyang, the captain, the match winner, the talisman. Well, he's dropped the FA Cup, but that's the only thing he's got wrong here today. Because Arsenal can celebrate for the 14th time. They have won the FA Cup. So Arsenal are your FA Cup 2019-2020 winners. A very, very long season finally comes to an end here in the beginning of August. That's right, the league kicked off around this time last year. Um, it was, in just in terms of official matches, a 12-month season. Preseasons kicked off in the beginning of July of 2019 and finally conclude here in the first weekend of August 2020 that is unless you are Chelsea and you are still in the Champions League along with seven others plus actually there's more than seven uh, there will be eight teams in the Champions League after this weekend there's a number of teams that still have to play the second leg of their round of 16 tie and all of the second legs of and many of the first legs even of the round of 16 of the Europa League still need to be played now Let's hear from the managers, starting with Frank Lampard, the defeated uh, Chelsea boss. Frank, you got off to a great start, but a number of factors seem to conspire against you this evening. Yeah, a little bit. I think the main factor being that we didn't play well enough to win a final, in reality. And that's just, that's the sums up where we're at. People are getting excited. We've got top four. Yeah, we're, we're happy because we know that that was a big, big challenge for us. We've got places to go, and if you turn up for a final, we, we didn't. We weren't ourselves. We weren't our best. Inconsistency has been a problem. Many things went against us. Two hamstrings. Um, it's never a sending off. Everyone knows that. Um, so that was a shame. But um, I can hang a little bit on those. But I think we just got to be brutally honest. We weren't our best. They win the game. So Frank Lampard, they're opting for honesty in the post-game uh, flash interview there, and he just says his team didn't play well enough to win. I, I like that in a manager. I like that he's not up there making excuses. He could very easily, and he admits that he's he was, you know, kind of 
disappointed with the injuries, but he could have sat up there and made an, an excuse for losing. Who has been his best player of late in Christian Pulisic, and who was the player that was most active and most uh, dangerous um, in attack for Chelsea, which was Christian Pulisic. But he didn't do that. He just sat there and said the team didn't play well enough, and he hinted towards the fact that the players may have had a little bit of a sense of of mission accomplished after qualifying for the Champions League last week and securing fourth place. Um, quite the disappointing finish to, to a long, difficult season, and Chelsea fans will certainly be disappointed. But now let's hear the perspective of the winning manager. Here is Mikel Arteta. experience as a manager to come in the middle of December, all the issues we've been through with the virus, with the issues we had at the club, but uh, I was brought here with the intention to bring the, the club back where it belongs, which is winning trophies, so thank you so much for the club, for trusting in me, for those players to follow us the way they do, the spirit that they created, and obviously for the fans, they are the ones that we try to bring them joy, thank you so much, we cannot enjoy here with them, but uh, I think they will be proud of the team. And you were skipper here when Arsenal won it in 2014. How does it compare, being the manager? I think, does it mean this, a lot more? I think this is even better because I know the context, I know the situation we had when I joined. So to turn the situation uh, the other way around and, and see them, just those faces, make people happy, the staff, the effort they made. So this pays for all the moments that we suffer. So I am so happy. Everyone. So Mikel Arteta, pleased as you could hear there, he says... Quite plain and simple, I was brought in to win trophies, so he's doing nothing more than his job. And you can see that he, you can hear, I should say, that he was elated with the victory. Let's go to a few stats here before we before we close up shop and sign off for this debut episode of the PTB match of the week. So possession went Chelsea's way, 60% to 40 in favor of the Blues. The Gunners had the edge in total shots, 11 to 9. Uh, chances created seven to eight in favor of Chelsea. Big chances is what um, FopMob calls it here. That's right. These I should mention these stats are brought to you by FopMob.com and the FopMob app. That's F-O-T-M-O-B. And accurate passes. This was a huge, huge advantage for Chelsea as Chelsea had 464 accurate passes to Arsenal's mere 280. A pass success of 85% to Chel- to Arsenal's 78%. And there goes what I preach week in and week out on all my podcasts. Possession, completed passes, pass succession. These are all nice statistics to talk about how nice you play. At the end of the day, you want to win the match because winning these statistical categories do absolutely nothing for you when you end up with a goal less than your opponent. Sometimes Route 1 is the way to go. Arsenal, with much more direct play, ended up with a penalty kick and a goal directly from that direct play. And they are the deserving winners. Fouls. Chelsea with 14 fouls. Arsenal only committing two. Arsenal with six corners to Chelsea's four. And Arsenal were offside three times. Chelsea didn't even get offside. They didn't get enough guys forward, enough attacks going, despite all that possession and all those those connected passes. Now, shots on target. Each team had three blocked shots, four for Chelsea, for Arsenal, three for Chelsea. And 
duels. This is one of my favorite stats. Chelsea won this one too. Chelsea outworked Arsenal. 49 duels to 42. As there were 91 total duels. Dribbles attempted Chelsea with 20 dribbles attempted. 16 of them succeeded to Arsenal's 14 dribbles attempted. 9 succeeded. Tackles attempted and succeeded. So Chelsea attempted 14 tackles, succeeded on 8. Arsenal attempted 11, succeeded on 5. Aerial battles way in the advantage of, of Chelsea. They won 17 aerial battles, and they had 8 interceptions to Arsenal's 7. So basically, Chelsea won every single statistical category minus the only one that actually matters, which is the goals. Thanks to Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Obviously, he is our player of the match in this FA Cup final. And we'll close with player ratings for the starting 22. Willy Caballero has a 5.1 rating. These are also courtesy of FOTMOB. Azil Pueta comes off with a 5.7 rating in injury. Kurt Zuma, 6.3. Antonio Rudiger, 6.1. Marco Solonso, 6.8. Mateo Kovacic, 5.1. Jorginho, 6.7. Reese James, 7.1. Mason Mount, 6.0. And then Olivier Giroud and Christian Pulisic also with uh, matching 7.5 ratings. For Arsenal, Emiliano Martinez, a 7.8 rating in goal. A very good rating for a goalkeeper. Rob Holding, 6.7. David Luiz, 6.2. Kieran Tierney, 6.7. Hector Bellerin, 6.8. Daniel Caballos, 6.9. Granite Zshaka, 6.6. Ainsley Maitland Niels, 6.6 as well. And then up front, Nicola Pepe, 7.7. Alexander Lacazette, 6.4. And the man of the match with two goals, Pierre Emerick Obama Yang with a 9.0, of course. He is the man of the match as he is the difference. That is your 2020 FA Cup final, PTV Nation. Thank you for joining me. Don't forget, next week we got another match of the week, of course. And next week we're going to be reviewing the championship promotion playoffs final. So it's the EFL championship promotion playoff final, which will also be played at Wembley on Tuesday August the 4th, that's tomorrow. Uh, it's probably going to have happened by the time you hear this this episode, but be sure to catch it on ESPN+, Plus, and you can go back and watch it on demand if you like. It stays up there for quite a while on ESPN+. Plus. And it is Brentford versus Fulham. It's a West London derby at Wembley, and the winner, of course, goes to the Premier League. It is the most pressure-packed match in world football every season. So, I will see you back on Sunday for the Park and the Bus podcast and then back here next Monday for the match of the week. This is the Mr. Mike Agustinio signing off for the PTB Soccer Podcast Network. Don't forget, follow on Twitter at SoccerPTB. Have a great week, everyone. Enjoy your football and make sure you stay safe and Watch your football, of course. All right, and stay tuned, as always, to the PTB Network for new content all the time. Thank you, and we'll talk this weekend on Sunday for the Parking the Bus podcast. This has been Match of the Week, brought to you by DGensUnited.com.
Proceeding has been a production of the PTB Soccer Network. For more information, you can go to our Instagram page at PTB Soccer or visit us at www.anchor.fm forward slash PTB Soccer, the Parking the Bus Soccer Podcast Network.